Last night's post-game show wasn't enough. We've got more to talk about on Bryce Miller, some updates on Ty France and Eugenio Suarez, and more coming up here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Thursday, May 25th, 2023. This is Tidying Gonzalez and Colby Patton for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube. Or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. But the link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode. And on this episode, we're talking more about about Bryce Miller following his record-setting start last night. We have updates on the injuries to Ty France and Eugenio Suarez, and we'll also get you set for tonight's game. As the Mariners look to sweep the A's, you can catch all the action on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app at 6.40 p.m. Pacific. Bryce Miller's six scoreless innings last night against the Oakland Athletics Jumped his F4 up from 1.2 to 1.4. He is now tied with the likes of Jacob DeGrom for 17th in Major League Baseball in that category uh, amongst all starters, all Major League starters. Uh, He is now ahead officially of the likes of Shohei Otani, Shane Bieber, Pablo Lopez, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of good pitchers that Bryce Miller is ahead of right now with basically half the innings and starts of those guys as well. So, I went solo last night. I talked a lot about Bryce Miller. Colby, I know our listener here wants to hear your thoughts on Miller so far and what you saw last night. So tell us what you saw last night out of Miller. He throws a lot of fastballs. A lot of them. 73 fastballs last night. Out of 90 pitches. Out of 90 pitches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That level of disrespect to the Oakland A's lineup is hilarious because like, he never even broke a sweat. Like there was like one instance, I think in the last inning where they had a runner on third with two outs and you're like, okay, well, what's he going to do here? Just, no, I'm just going to throw my fastball. I'm going to put it by you. Uh, even if you do put it in play, you're not going to do anything with it. Like you just, I, I don't respect you is essentially Bryce Miller's attitude on the mound right now. And it's not just the lowly pathetic A's. He did the same thing with the Braves. Even after the Braves put his fastball in play a lot, he still is like, yeah, now screw you. My fastball is better than you are. And he just keeps on throwing it. And it's look, nobody's fastball is this good. Like you can't survive on the fastball, but Bryce Miller seems to make it his mission to go out there every fifth day and just prove everybody wrong that you don't need a breaking ball. You don't need it. Yeah. Just throw fastballs. It'll be fine. Um, and that seems to be his, his MO right now. And Hey, you know what? Until somebody actually makes him pay for it, why would he change it? So just keep on pumping the heaters in there. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's funny thing about it is he's not getting a tremendous amount of whiffs on the pitch. He's not um, getting a lot of strikeouts since his, you know, 10 strikeout debut. And, and that is the league making the adjustment to knowing they're getting fastballs. Um, but they just really can't put it in play. I mean, you look at last night, he had he threw 73 fastballs. Only 10 of them were put into fair territory. Um, a lot of foul balls. That's part of what makes Miller so good is that uh, he's really tough to square up even when he's in the middle of the plate. So uh, you can you can know you're getting a fastball, but the odds are you're still going to foul it off and you're still going to get, you know, fall behind in the count because he's coming right after you with those pitches. And once you're, you know, down 0-2, uh, 
Um, you know, he's, he's got a lot of ways to get you out, but last night it was, it was just strictly the fastball. So, uh, interesting thing on the fastball last night, actually didn't spin it as well as he, he did in his last start is spin rate down only slightly, very like not even really all that relevant, relevant, but it was down a little bit. Um, fastball velocity was down a little bit. It wasn't even his best fastball and that's just how bad the Oakland days are. Um, and also how good Miller's fastball is. He doesn't even need his best one. Uh, to get guys out. So yeah, when you, when you look at Miller, it's really tough to really talk about anything other than the fastball because he just, he only threw 17 non fastballs last night. And so there's not like, we could legitimately break down every single off speed pitch he threw and we wouldn't even get through a full segment. So yeah, it's just weird. There's just nobody like Bryce Miller right now in, in major league baseball because it's, it's an insane amount of one pitch from a starting pitcher and nobody has made him pay yet. Um, he has not given up more than one run while on the mound all year. Last night, last time I had to go three, two of those, you know, both end couldn't, uh, couldn't handle, but it's Trevor Gott's fault. Sure. But it's just, <laughs> the dude's been incredible uh, yeah. since he's been called up. And at this stage, I mean, look again, is this repeatable? Can he do this all year? No, of course not. But at this stage, we're not talking about rookie of the year. We're talking about Cy Young. Like, that's how good he's been. Um, and, you know, it's good for the Mariners, too, because they have essentially – Bryce Miller has essentially made the loss of of Robbie Ray irrelevant. Um, now, you'd still like to have Robbie. Don't get me wrong. How much better would it be if Robbie was your fifth starter and Marco was uh, not? Uh, you'd be in a much better spot. But, yeah, uh, Bryce Miller just continues to impress, and it's just – you know, you keep on waiting for the league to make him change his approach and nobody's done it. So right. uh, Miller's just in a great spot mechanically. He's he trusts his pitch, like his his pitch, and Bryce Miller's fastball might be the best pitch in major league baseball right now. It's insane. So obviously we have very few opportunities to do this from last night's start, but over his other starts, what have you seen out of his secondaries? Have you seen anything promising out of those pitches? Uh, yeah, uh, I think, um, you know, StatCast calls it a curveball. It's not really, according to Bryce Miller, it's one of his three different sliders. Um, so I don't know if it's, you know, a true curveball or if it's one of the sliders, but that pitch, the little more of the loopier breaking ball, uh, certainly looks a lot, looks like it's got a lot of potential. Only threw two last night. So, um, you know, still not great command uh, on that pitch. Uh, or really on any of his off-speed pitches, uh, the changeup looks like it has some uh, some legitimate. You know, it looks like a legitimate major league pitch. The only thing I would say about the changeup is um, he essentially uses it kind of like uh, a lot of starters use a curveball, where it's just kind of a first pitch, get me over, fool the hitter, get him looking at strike one. Uh, he leaves that change up in the middle of the plate a lot. Uh, thankfully, it has so much run, and and you have to basically sit fastball that when he does it, it's very unlikely that that pitch is going to get hit because most guys are just going to take it because it's not what they're expecting. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, the breaking stuff looks pretty good. The changeup is uh, still a bit of a work in progress, but uh, it is something that I think he can use against uh, lefties legitimately and force them to at least respect it. But um, yeah, you know, just like I said, it's tough because he's sitting here throwing 78 to 81% fastballs and 
you don't get to see a lot of the the breaking stuff. Oddly enough, the the team that he threw the most breaking stuff against was Detroit, uh, a team that is the worst fastball hitting team in baseball. So uh, it's kind of weird how that worked out. But yeah, I think the other pitches they all look majorly quality. Still some command control, or well, not control. Control is fine. Command issues here and there uh, on those pitches, but for the most part, yeah, they they all look legitimate. They're all at least major league average. Um, and if he can, if he can gain a little bit more command, if he can really dot those pitches up on the outside corner or, or in whatever, wherever, right, keep them on the edges, then he's going to be very difficult to uh, to hit. Um, I say that as he's not given up more than four hits in any of his starts this year, so. Yeah, uh, Miller's just in a great spot right now, and he has you know it all working. But really, it's it's just the fastball. It's it's insane. Um, like this isn't supposed to be happening. You're not supposed to be able to throw eighty percent fastballs. You know, you're not supposed to throw seventy five fastballs in an outing and get away with it. Like that's that's not how it works in Major League Baseball. Uh, Bryce Miller doesn't care. Yeah, the the changeup usage is really interesting because he hasn't really tried to break that off the outside third of the plate much against lefties. Uh, like you said, it's been mostly a get me over pitch. Or last night, for example, against Ryan Noda, lefty, he threw two inside changeups that that missed off the uh, bottom inside corner of the plate. So not really sure what the the game plan is there on 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 the changeup. Would like to see those more on the outside third of the plate, but. We'll see right now all he really needs is one pitch to make it work for him at the moment yep. so uh, but eventually he is going to need his his secondaries to at least be average to at least be something that he can rely on in order right. to uh to get through a lineup because you know league's going to adjust to him uh, and there's going to be you know he's going to go up against better lineups right so he's got the yankees next so yeah a uh, big test for him uh the yankees on uh memorial day so yep. get to face judge and we'll get to see judge try and uh handle that fastball uh so yeah it'll be a fun test but you know he's already he's already gotten a couple tests and he's passed with flying colors you know facing right. the astros and and the braves um so yeah you know it, it's i'm not as worried as i would be going into that now that i've seen how he's handled the braves and the astros but uh it's it'll be a tough test going up against the yankees uh, it always is but uh yeah uh, i look forward to his next start so some anxious moments over the last couple of days for the Mariners with regards to Ty France, Eugenio Suarez, and AJ Pollock. We got a couple of updates on those guys, and we'll just talk about their uh, potential absences here in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head on over to eBay Motors ebay guaranteed fit you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop on ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Again, you can catch the Mariners and the A's tonight as the Mariners look for a four-game sweep of Oakland on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM 
app. So Ty France had to exit Tuesday night's game early after being hit on the wrist with a 94 and a half mile per hour pitch uh, from Trevor May. And then Eugenio Suarez left last night's game early and I uh, was due to an injury. It wasn't just overall rest. Uh, well, it was a little bit of both. Uh, this uh, came from Jim Mueller. Gino left the game early to get ice on his right foot slash ankle. He was smoked in the on-deck circle by Julio Falball in the first. Said he could have finished the game if needed. Uh, the team just wanted to get him off his feet and start icing. So, presumably, not a big deal for Gino, and hopefully he's in the lineup tonight. Scott Service also said after the game last night that Ty France will be available. Whether or not that means he'll start tonight is another question, but at the very least, it seems that he will be available to pinch hit tonight, which last night, you know, I, I wondered if, you know, if it was a hard no that Pollock... Suarez and France couldn't go tonight if they would maybe you know send down a reliever like Taylor Saucedo to get an extra bat in here uh, just for depth purposes uh, but doesn't seem like that's going to be the case um, I also mentioned last night you know this is the third consecutive year that that France has suffered a lower arm injury and if the last two years are any uh, indication that means that uh, even if he doesn't require an IL stand, it might be a rough going for him at the plate. So, what's your level of concern with Ty France right now, Colby? Um, they should probably DFA him and not even worry about it. Just get that headache out of your out of your uh, lineup. Um, <laughs> the world is wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chaos, baby, chaos. Um, Sam Haggerty starting first baseman. You've been changed after one game. <laughs> never um so yeah the thing with france is pretty interesting they apparently got hit more in the palm like the palm of his hand instead of like the yeah. wrist yeah he, um, he described it as the fatty area of his hand yeah so and then but he also said he felt like he thought that his wrist exploded <laughs> yeah ty's kind of a weird dude like obviously um but uh yeah that was an interesting description so I guess it's encouraging that he's available. I know a lot of people were running with it saying, Oh, see Ty France is fine. He can, he can play today. And it's like, that's not what available means. It means, you know, we might be able to use him like if we need to. So we'll see what, what goes on there. Um, you know, usually it's, it's a day or two after the initial, uh, you know, issue where we really get a good idea. So I imagine France is going to get more x-rays today, uh, see where the swelling is. Uh, but yeah, it's really tough after the game when you get those x-rays uh, for anybody to come out and say like, oh no, x-rays were negative. That's great. And it's it it doesn't always work that way because usually there's a lot of swelling uh, that happens right away and it's really tough to see any kind of minor fracture or anything like that. So, uh, you know, the fact that they're already thinking that he has a shot to be back today uh, certainly is uh, encouraging. It doesn't seem like an aisle stint uh, is necessary. And um, I, I know some people want the Mariners to just put him on the IL anyways, just in case, and, and you know, just give him the the ten days off because he really struggled last year with the with the wrist injury. And it's I get that, but also no, you're not going to stick a guy on the IL who can play in a day or two. That just doesn't make a lot of sense, especially not somebody who's as important to you as Ty France. Um, and also, you know, let's not pretend last year that the elbow issue was probably the bigger issue, and that was sustained while you know fueling his position. So. 
yeah, obviously Ty France gets hit by a lot of pitches. So this is just going to kind of be a, a, probably a yearly at some point we're going to talk about France getting nailed in the wrist or something. And we'll have to have this conversation as long as he's with the Mariners. But I think it sounds like good news so far. Um, my more immediate concern, I guess, out of this would be the Pollock thing. Um, just because, you know, you feel something in your leg on a stolen base attempt that usually that's pop hammy. That's a calf. That's, that's a soft tissue thing. And, and Pollock's 35 years old. So, you know, you have to be concerned about things like that. Uh, and that's, that's an outfielder that you might not have access to. We'll see again. Um, but, uh, it's also a bummer too, because Pollock was having a pretty good game last night. Yeah. If Pollock is, uh, is going to require an IL stint, which, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but let's just do that a little bit. Uh, if he does require that, what's the move there? Cade Marlowe? It's tough because um, Pollock is your your answer against lefties, right? And, and yeah. um, also a pretty good defender. I, I don't think people understand that Pollock is still moves very well, uh, especially for his age. I, and I read something that he's 91st percentile in sprint speed right now. Yeah, he's he busted, him, man. He's he can still move, uh, and that's why I still think that he's going to be a, a fairly regular or fairly valuable player for this team down the stretch. The bat in May has really started to get going. Um, he's over, I think he's about a 120 WRC plus in the month of May. Uh, he can play both corner spots. He can, if you were really desperate, you could put him in center, but with Kalnick and Tramel, you're, you're not going to be in that situation. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a weird thing because Marlowe's a lefty. And you kind of Pollock's role right now is, you know, fourth outfielder DH. You want him to play against lefties every day. That's not really Marlowe's thing, but you don't necessarily have a a right-handed. You don't have an AJ, AJ Pollock type of player in in AAA right now. So um, it could be Dylan Moore, but again, that seems rushed. I don't think you want to rush Dylan Moore. Um, so if it's just for a day or two until you feel like Dylan Moore is ready, then maybe it is Cade Marlowe because he's already on the forty man. So um you can he's got all of his options obviously so maybe it is marlo you are going to face uh three righties uh in a row in the pittsburgh series so probably weren't going to see a lot of pollock anyway so maybe you just call it marlo just in case uh for a day or two and then you can go get dylan moore it when you feel like he's ready so if pollock sure. does go on the il i think you know initially the dylan moore swap just makes a ton of sense but more just I don't have any confidence that he's ready to go at this stage. And I don't know, you know, if, if it's worth rushing it when you could just call it Marlowe for the weekend and then have Dylan Moore on Monday, uh, feeling more confident about that because you're probably not going to use Dylan Moore over the next, you know, three days anyways, or at least not a lot, not, he's not, you're not planning on Dylan Moore starting, you know, three of these four games yeah. until Monday. Marlowe hasn't necessarily earned a call up with what he's done thus far this season. 264, 317, 450 uh, with a yeah. 79 WRC plus down in AAA, 28.2% strikeout rate. But yeah. he's on the 40 man, as you mentioned. If it's only for a couple days, whatever. So yep. be it. It's not really how I imagine Cade Marlowe making his major league debut before this season began, but that's where we are. Yeah. So. Logan Gilbert versus JP Sears tonight as the Mariners look for a four-game sweep of the A's. We're going to get you set for that one in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of the Lockdown Mariners podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are, 
you're one of them. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you. And for any of you don't want to pay for anymore, just hit cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. $720 a year. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. You got that, Colby? That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. You need me to say it one more time? One more, yeah. Okay. Rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. Now, Colby, this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is not just brought to you by the by Rocket Money. It's also brought to you by Built Bar. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. You got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real dark chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get yourself a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Well, now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors over at Built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream bar, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff, and churro puff. You can thank me later. And you are listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. The Mariners and the A's get underway tonight at 6.40 p.m. Pacific at T-Mobile Park as the Mariners look to secure a four-game sweep. The Oakland A's get to two games above 500 for the first time all season long. Logan Gilbert is going to spearhead that effort. You can listen to all the action on the Mariners' hometown broadcast of SiriusXM via the SXM app. Gilbert against J.P. Sears, former Mariners prospect J.P. Sears, as we talked about oh, like a week or so ago. Uh, totally have forgotten that J.P. Sears was in the uh, was not just in the Mariners' organization at one point, but also in the Nick Rumbelow deal of all trades. Weird. Uh, Gilbert coming off a really good start against the Braves last Saturday. What would you like to see out of him tonight against the A's? Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what uh, it'll be interesting to see like what form of Logan Gilbert we get more or less because we know that he wants to uh, be a fastball heavy pitcher and that's kind of his bread and butter. But against the Braves, uh, it was really a, a true four pit, pitch mix. Uh, I don't think that any of his four pitches broke 30% in terms of use. We saw a ton of splitters. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he wants to attack Oakland. My guess is, is that he's going to get back to a more fastball heavy approach. Uh, but we'll see, you know, I, I think Gilbert was, you know, sensational against the Braves uh, with that pitch mix. It'll be interesting to see like if he wants to stick with that or not. Uh, it can go either way. My, my hunch would be that he is just going to, go back to, to pumping fastballs. And we know from watching, you know, Oakland face Bryce Miller twice that hitting the fastball 
not exactly uh, an Oakland A's specialty. So um, I, I think we'll still see you know him use all four pitches uh, tonight, but I think it will be predominantly fastball heavy. I'm going to go ahead and guess the under on 81% fastball, though. Call me crazy, but yeah. I think I think we'll see a few more splitters, uh, particularly to uh, Seth Brown uh, and Ryan Noda. Uh, guys like that, and then I think it'll just be mostly fastball slider to the righties, uh, like Brent Rooker and whatever other garbage they have on that team. So, assuming the Mariners take care of business tonight, uh, they will be two games above 500, like I mentioned, for the first time this season. So, how are you feeling? I know it's the A's, I know they're really bad, they're 10 and 41, they're 31 games below 500 before we've even hit the third of the way mark in this season they're terrible uh, i really wish we could play them more and also keep the astros games and the rangers games at 12 a year but can't those are the rules them's the breaks uh but yeah how, how are you how are you feeling about this team right now pretty good um yeah. you know we've talked about this a lot this week despite all the issues the team has contest uh, continuously hovered around 500 the entire year and you know, they have a shot to, to put some distance between them uh, and the 500 mark. Um, but, you know, it's it's not going to be easy. You look at the arms that Pittsburgh is going to throw against the Mariners this weekend. There's some legitimate dudes there. Keller's having a great year. Um, Contreras, I think, is starting on Saturday. That's some really good stuff right there. Uh, so it's not going to be easy. So you'd like to win this game here just to give yourself a little bit of a buffer this weekend. Um, but, yeah, overall, I feel pretty good about the team. Uh I, I think we've reached the stage now where we have to assume that Kelnick is at least a league average bat, probably slightly above at, at least. So it doesn't feel like there's, you know, the cliff falling, uh, you know, he's not going to be a 45 WRC plus or whatever he was last year, the rest of the way out. He's too good for that. Uh, you know, we're starting to see a little bit more from Julio uh, still, you know, a little late on the fastballs right now, still a little bit caught in between, but uh, you know, I think he's had two multi-hit games in his last three or maybe three out of his last four. So starting to get there a little bit to Oscar Hernandez. He's either going to make contact <laughs> or not at all on a particular night. Like he's like straight, like oh, what I mean, three, what okay. I mean, what I mean by that I was is gonna like, say, well, like, yeah, that's how baseball works. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. What I mean by that is like, he'll either have like three at bats where he makes like, where he has like three hard hit balls on a night, or he's mm-hmm. not going to even make as, contact on any one of his swings in his like four of bats the next night like it's just it, there's two extremes with Teoscar Hernandez right now it's really frustrating to watch because I just don't know what Teoscar Hernandez I'm going to get yeah um it's it's frustrating so uh we'll see there but Cal Raleigh it's it's crazy how eerily similar Cal Raleigh's numbers are to the from this year to last year um when you look at batting average uh Power's down a little bit. He's traded that for a little bit of on base. Uh, but uh, yeah, Raleigh's just been, you know, exactly what you want him to be. So that's good. Uh, you feel good about the the catchers. I still feel good about this bench. Um, yeah, there, there are some things here and there that I think you need to tweak. I think you need at least one more bat and preferably more of a top of the order guy than a middle of the order guy, if that makes sense. And uh, there's, you know, a couple of couple of arms that you're like you're a little bit concerned about but other than that i feel pretty good about this club um you know i think they're in a in a good position obviously you'd much rather be like the rangers and be 11 games over 500 but um 
there are, I think, what, five games back of the Rangers right now with 115 to play. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good that they yeah. can make up that that gap if they need to because they haven't even played all that well yet. Uh, so, yeah, I feel pretty good about this team and where it's at. Uh, we'll see. You know, ultimately, you got to go out there and you got to win. Uh, at the end of the day, that's the only thing that counts. But uh, just based on, you know, where they've been through the first, what, 50 games or so, um, and the kind of the trajectory that they're they're on right now over the last month, uh, I feel I feel really good about uh, where this club's going to end up, and uh, it's you know it's still going to come down to Julio uh, and Teoscar. If they both hit like they can, the rest of the way out, I I think this is still a possibility to be a ninety five win team. Uh, yeah. So we'll see how it goes, but yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling just fine. Yeah, those are the keys to everything, Teo and Julio need more consistent production out of those guys and we're seeing it a little bit teo on the road trip julio just overall as late uh so hopefully that continues and julio right now just not trying to do as much as he was uh yeah. like even just a couple of weeks ago so not a lot of wild swings from julio yeah. recently well and we're seeing we've seen a couple of opposite field singles for a couple of ribs um over the last few days that's what I want to see out of him. I don't need to see him swinging out of his shoes every single time he steps on the batter box. So good to see. All right. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Ty Dane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Catch us tomorrow afternoon. Same bat time, same bat channel. We have Mariners SVP of Marketing, Kevin Martinez, joining us to talk City connect uniforms colby and i will also recap tonight's game get you set for the mirrors upcoming series with the pirates but for now have yourself a beautiful baseball day we'll see you tomorrow peace